Welcome to the Career Confidence for Immigrants podcast. My name is Sonia Ortiz and I'm your host. If you're a newcomer to a country, this is not the show for you. But if you've been stable in a country for a while and you feel stuck with indecision, self-doubt and confusion about your career and you want to start feeling better in your day-to-day work life, then this is the show for you. Let's get started. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. So today's topic is all about grief. And this is going to be a bit of a personal episode. It's going to be less scripted. It's just going to be more from the heart, let's say. Uh, And I'm doing this episode because I am going right now through an experience of grief. I recently lost an aunt who was very dear to me. She was living here in Montreal, so she wasn't back in my home country. She was actually here with, with us. And she was part of my, you know, early childhood experiences and inspirations of uh, entrepreneurship and creativity. She was a businesswoman and very, very artistic, highly skilled person, multi-talented, multifaceted. Um, And I think a lot of my own life was really influenced by her. And it's really funny that um, I don't, you know, you don't consciously think about these things. But of course, you know, when someone passes away, then, you know, suddenly you have a lot of reflections. And so I've been honoring this time of, of grieving and having a lot of uh, compassion for my own um, thoughts and feelings and, you know, the sadness, the anger sometimes that comes when we lose someone um, in ways where maybe we didn't expect them. So I wanted to do this episode mainly to um, help you if you are going through uh, a season of grief, knowing that I am also in the middle of it, right? But I have enough um, space, I would say, to just be able to observe and and narrate a little bit of what, what's going on and what are some of the things that have helped me. So um, grief is an emotion, right? It's an emotion that we, uh, that it's a combination of sensations that we feel in our body. And I think that grief, it's a bit of a complex emotion because it tends to have like different different parts to it I mentioned I've been feeling a lot of sadness I've been feeling a lot of anger at times I've been feeling a lot of anxiety there's also a bit of fear right when you um you know when you see someone pass away in a certain way then you know you start wondering like could that happen to other people in my life could that happen to me could that happen you know that's the part that kind of creates the the fear I would say then you know the sadness is just simply the the you know the missing out on so many memories on so many things that um that could have been right and then the anger it's kind of about being able to process what's happening process the loss and sometimes it's just like when our bodies or when you know our minds or something can't truly process an emotion, it's very easy to just kind of go to blame and to try to find, you know, who did something wrong, <laughs> like who's to blame, could this, could uh, could we prevent this, like would that 
been a possible thing and so on, right? So I think all of those things, and I mean, there's like a lot of literature on like the stages of grief and so on. And I would say, you know, as someone who's who's been working on, on her mindset and her emotional management for quite a few years, I do have to say that this, having these tools do help it does pay off if that's the term we want to use it pays off in the sense that I I do find that I have better coping strategies however of course having any kind of tool any kind of self-awareness any kind of um, um, ritual or actions that you take to feel better you know whether that is you take a bath you ask for help you get a massage or whatever you talk to a loved one all these things they really do help, but none of these things will prevent the human experience. And that is something that I, I think it's it's very, it's fair to say, right? I, I'm never promising that like, hey, you know, if you work with a coach or you go to therapy or something like your life, it's just going to be so much better and nothing, <laughs> you will never feel bad again. And, you know, it's not like that, right? We want to have the full range of the, of the human experience, but we want to feel like, we are more in control perhaps of our reactions or at least, you know, have more compassion for ourselves if we don't have the the best control. And also um, we just want to, we just want to have like better, better words to explain what's going on. I think it is very, very scary when you don't have the words to describe what's going on, when you don't know what's the difference between your thoughts, between your feelings and so on. It can be it can be harder, right? When I compare to uh, another grief experience that I lived uh, maybe about ten years ago, which was you know at a time where I wasn't going to therapy, I didn't know a lot about my own thoughts, about my feelings. I I think I knew I was very anxious and that I was constantly like on edge, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. I didn't know what a, what. I was thinking I didn't know about um, how my past affected my current situation, how the fact that I came from Venezuela and like, you know, it, uh, I, I, I live half of my life in a, in a society that's very um, dangerous, that's very, you grow up with a lot of fears, right? With a lot of like, you need to protect yourself and so on. And so I, I had no idea about my thoughts or my emotions. And that grief experience that I had about 10 years ago, it was actually very traumatizing for me because I just didn't know what was going on. I was having all this grief and I would be like crying uncontrollably and I would be like um, just going through ups and downs, but just very sharply and without and lacking the language to explain what was going on. Um, and so that was very scary, actually, because it felt like my, I was completely out of control of myself. And so coming into this experience, you know, when, 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 you know, when we started to, to see that, um, you know, my aunt was, was going to pass, then I started kind of getting this, this like, um, anticipatory anxiety kind of thing where you compare a past experience and you're like oh am I gonna react the same way but actually um you know I, I don't think it even compares and again I am not saying this to say that I am over my grief or that I am completely uh you know I have all the tools not at all like I still feel 
pretty awful <laughs> many times. But I would say it gets better in the sense that the the peaks, the ups and downs and so on, you know why they're there. You, you understand better what's causing it. You understand, okay, yeah, I'm having a memory about the past. And that's like, that brought me nostalgia. Okay, I'm, I'm understanding why I'm crying. Um, you have that, you know, better knowledge of that. And also um, the ups and downs, they kind of like last maybe a shorter amount of time. I, I would say in the past uh, with grief, like I would be like, okay, I, I can't work for like a full week kind of thing. I'm like out. I need to be like watching Netflix for a full week so that I don't feel my feelings. Whereas right now it's like, I have to rest a little bit more often. I have to really be mindful of the times where I'm like overworking or like trying to do too much and and just be mindful that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Or the days where, you know, I, I have to do something with my family, something related to, to um, you know, her passing, whatever things that you have to do after, after something like that happens. And of course, those days, it's normal that you will have a bit of a, you know, less bandwidth. So um, I would say if you're going through through a grieving process, like the first thing is to really um, try to drop any comparisons that you have either with yourself or with other people. I mean, I mentioned, <laughs> I just mentioned that I, I did compare myself a little bit to like the past version and that I was kind of scaring myself with like am I going to be able to handle this grief and this sadness so uh, with my experience that wasn't very useful so if you catch yourself trying to do that just try to gently bring yourself back to the present moment try to tell yourself like you know if you've had any other bad grief, grief experiences in the past they don't have to absolutely dictate the one that you live right now um if you don't want to, right? If, if, for example, you're using how well you have dealt with grief in the past and that helps you feel more resilient, then, you know, by all means, use that experience from your past. But if you're using it to kind of tell yourself that, oh my God, you won't be able to handle your feelings for this and the sadness will be too great and the anger will be too big or something, then you know that it's not useful. So just try to not not go there and just identify that as a pattern of thought that it's not not very useful um and same applies with you know not comparing yourself to another version of yourself but also not comparing your grief to another person's grief like i remember i've been in you know work situations where you know there have been colleagues kind of noticing that like this person has been absent and sometimes people share thoughts about like oh my god but it's been like a month or it's been like three months and people are gonna have a whole bunch of thoughts about whether it's more legitimate to have it you know if it's someone this close to you and you know the closeness of relationship seems to be a factor by which people feel entitled to judge another person's grief I mean it's kind of like those things that are like socially acceptable and that are even kind of written in laws right I think there are some laws that say you know if if it's a spouse or if it's this or that you're gonna get like a different amount and so on so um but you know 
for the purposes of your own mental health and your resiliency, don't compare yourself to 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 other people and don't don't engage in in trying to play the game of numbers and to be like, but it has been a week and a half or it has been a month and a half or a year and a half, however, since the, the event happened. Um, that's not very useful. I think uh, trying to calculate that only makes you more fixated on kind of like trying to get rid of of the of the emotions. And the way I see it for me is that I'm like, this is going to be a process, right? It's like we had a certain kind of dynamic. We had a certain, you know, thing going on with like my family and so on. And for sure there will be a change and that's going to, it's going to take time for, for that to to not feel, you know, weird or sad or something. And maybe it will never feel quite right and it will never feel quite happy. <laughs> and that's totally okay. I mean, it's totally, um, it's totally fine that, you know, things are, will never be the same when, you know, a person departs. So, um, so yeah, to drop that, that, that expectation that you should be over, it by a certain date or time um yeah that's not helpful try to see this not as a linear process but more as a how can you take things moment by moment and you know stay focused on the things that you want to get done on the things that you want to prioritize i know for me for a fact you know i i consider you know i consider the the question like should i should i stop certain things that I was doing for my business. I did publish this episode a little bit late on this week, but, you know, I questioned myself, like, should I go on a complete uh, break? Should I take, like, a month off? Should I take this or that? I even thought of, like, do I need space to, you know, uh, should I cancel some of my base classes and so on? And, you know, after careful reflection, in my case, what I decided is that I do want to keep um, going on with uh, with some of those activities because they do bring me a lot of joy. But my plan is just to be less um, demanding of myself, maybe less of a of a let's crush this class today. Let's <laughs> let's practice for instead of practice my you know um, minimum minimum practice time of like. 20 minutes let's say usually I'm like let's do like an hour or maybe I get to do an hour and a half sometimes and you know I like to challenge myself but knowing that I'm going through a grief a period of grief I just choose consciously to just be less extreme and just like just take it a little bit more easy so honestly I would say um that that would be my my first my first sorry my main points to just really really be aware that it's not helpful to compare your grief to another person's grief um the other thing it's like don't get too fixated with the timeline of grief um the more you do that to what what happens is that you just you start telling yourself that somehow like your sadness, your anger, your grief, all these complex emotions are like unbearable, right? When you try to be like, but when is it going to be over? When am I going to feel like completely 100% back again or whatever? The more you kind of perpetuate that line of thinking, the more you train yourself to be scared of your own emotions. And we don't want that because 
uh, it's not very helpful. We are, <laughs> we have no choice but to live with our emotions. We have no choice but to live in our body. So it's better that we um, create a relationship where we teach ourselves that handling our emotions is possible. And again, if right now you are really, really going through a very difficult kind of complex type of grief and so on, I always, always do advice that you work with a therapist first before you try to work with a coach or you try to do just like self-coaching or self-help, just because having someone that can really guide you through a process where sometimes you have multiple layers of many things, a trained professional can really, really help you sort of sort some of those things out. So I really, really always recommend that you work with someone if if that's something, if you feel like you're lacking the tools to to even tolerate some of your emotions. So so yeah, and the and the final thing is just to really, really be nice to yourself. Um, if you're an overachiever, if you really like to challenge yourself and like have goals and <laughs> push yourself, understand that sometimes when you're grieving, it can be as you can go as hard on yourself because your, you know, your, your energy supplies are, you know, running maybe a little bit lower. You have to allocate some of that energy to like deal with your with your grief, with your family stuff, with like the practical things that happen when you are involved in in when someone close to you um, passes. So um, so understand that it's okay um, and adapt your, your expectations of productivity, of perfection, of like goals, whatever, uh, to that, to, to, to knowing that, you know, some of your energy is being taken by that. So I hope this is helpful. These have been some of my, my self reminders to self that I've been <laughs> applying to me in this process. Um, so yeah, I have been, again, trying to be productive without being too focused on the productivity because it's not the priority. But still, you know, one thing to keep some of the activities that do bring me joy, like playing my bass, doing this podcast and so on, but with a, with a grain of salt, with some gentleness, with some flexibility. So this is it for this week, my friends. I hope that this was useful to you. Uh, share it with someone who, who's going through grief if you find it helpful, if you find it honest. Um, and yeah, and don't, don't forget to get the, the help that you, that you need. If, you know, if you need tools to like manage your emotions again, uh, if this is your first time completely working with a therapist, it's a great idea. If you've been around, uh, for a while in the world of self-help, uh, definitely also, you know, consider working with some other kinds of specialists. At the moment right now, I am not taking new clients for this month, for the summer, probably up until September. But I will keep you guys posted as to how how that goes, just because I also have like my camper van rental business that's very active until September. So, um, so that's it for me. But, you know, if you have been wanting to work with me or you're interested, uh, still, you know, write me in DM and, you know, if I can help you myself, I can always refer you to, to someone who, who can, I have like a very good network of, of colleagues and other people who are very good at this whole mindset and emotional resiliency tools. And yes, 
this is it for this week. I hope you have a great week and I will talk to you on the next episode. Ciao. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're interested in learning how coaching can help you navigate career changes and achieve a better work-life balance, then make sure you check out my website at soniaortiz.com. You'll have all the information on how we can work together. Talk to you soon.